I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you really think I didn't know? Three, two, one, bingo. This is Peter Falk. Here are some scenes from the next episode of Columbo. Did he leave a note? No, man. Nothing to write with. But he took off his belt. I'm a Lieutenant Columbo, and I'm looking for a Miss Veronica Bright. Me! Do you think Veronica did it, Lieutenant? But she could have got an idea. Who did kill him? Welcome to Columpod, my wife's kid brother's favourite podcast about LA's greatest detective. This week we'll be looking at just what happens to someone when they're found safe and not sound. And just what happens when Columbo meets his match. Oh, matches. Yes, it's Try and Catch Me. And joining me to tiptoe through the flower bed is comedian Susie Bennett. Hello, Susie. Hi, John. How are you? I'm all right, thank you very much. Uh, it's, it's early in the morning and my voice is not quite uh, warmed up yet. Yeah, and you're, and you're wrestling with technology there as well. Yeah, so that'd be fun. Um, now, you are, I believe, a big Columbo fan. Huge. Um, yeah. I, I do dip in and out, though, and uh, mm. I ha- I do... Ha- I am. It's a shame this is not video, because I'm in my bedroom surrounded by Columbo merch. Oh, I've got what kind of merch? Paint us a picture. Okay, well, mm. I'll start small. Uh, mm. The first thing I got was a Columbo t-shirt with What Would Columbo Do written on it. Nice. And a little picture of the man himself. And then I had my second t-shirt, like my cousin in America sent over to me, and it's a just one more thing. Nice. And my favourite one just says the words Columbo and chill. Nice. So that, that's, that, that, <laughs> that's my favourite. I think a lot of us did that during lockdown, didn't we? <laughs> Columbo yeah, and chill. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, looking at me from over in the corner of the room is a portrait of Columbo's eyes, or should I say eye. Eye, yeah. Um, my brother's a, an artist, and he went through a phase of doing these little blocks with just people's eyes, hmm. and he drew me Columbo's eyes. I'll oh. tweet it I'll tweet it out later on. Please. So I've, I've got that staring at me. I've also, in my drawer, safely tucked away, is a I Heart Columbo soul. Hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, nice. As in pair of knickers, not the shoes, uh, which sure. my 
my flatmates bought for me years ago because I think they misunderstood my love for Colombo and they made it something seedy. They've but, made it seem uh, disgusting there, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they don't yeah. understand. They think no. it's something a bit... And I'm like, it's not like that. There's nothing sexual about Colombo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in uh, uh, what was the one where it gets chatted up? Uh, uh, sex and the married detective. That oh, yeah. well, that was a bit sexy. Um, made me feel very uncomfortable. Uh, well, I, I always feel the rule <laughs> is that Colombo isn't sexy, but the murderers are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's got a saucy side. He gets a little bit. He likes to blush. He blushes, doesn't he, when he's when it's a lady oh, murderer. He does, especially <laughs> that one when he went in there doing the nudie portrait. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and my favourite piece I'm looking at mm. now on my wall in a frame is the Colombo artwork, which is caricatures of all the villains, and it's oh. in rows. Um, you might have seen it, but oh, it's wow. um, sort of a cartoony caricatures, and it's got every single villain, and then at the end it's got Colombo, um, and that's my fave. Um, that was bought for me by my sister-in-law one birthday, so it's pride of place. Oh, on my lovely. so now and again, if I feel like my brain's failing, I'll just I'll just identify the murderers. I'll go through that. That's my brain training exercise. That's good. That's your person, TV woman, man, Trump Perfect. test. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, now you picked an episode. Try and catch me. Yep. What was your thinking behind that? Well, I never fool no murderer, but uh, mm. uh, Abigail Mitchell, played by Ruth Gordon, who mm. you may remember for, as the sinister satanic neighbour in Rosemary's Baby. Yes. She's just so quirky and brilliant and mm. you can tell that they're having a great time together. And I I there's so much about this episode that I love mm. because obviously we get to see the murder, but it's her quirky little ways. She's this little woman, but she's got the brain the size of the world because she's a um she's a murder author. So she writes books about murder. Yeah. So um she you know, they they're trying to out, out fox each other thing with Columbo the cat and mouse mm. is more interesting because he's in awe of her as as a lot of times he's in awe of the murderer he, he often and he actually says he respects them yes. because there's this wonderful scene where Abigail uh, is talking at a woman's lunch mm. and I love the film so much because of the, the 70s fashion and the bright colours and all these women at their lunch with their hats on reminds me of a Victoria Wood sketch I don't know if you remember this where they, they do women women shopping and they sing a song, and it's a famous opera singer, and they, they're basically at a lunch, and they're in the middle of shopping, and all these women sing about shopping. Yes. Full of, full of Umbrys in it, and it reminds me mm. of that so much. And and she basically gets him up to talk about homicide, and, he, you know, he's all embarrassed, but he says some very profound stuff about he how every, there's, there's good in everyone, and he actually sometimes likes them, the perpetrators, and, and respects them. And then in the end, he does, you know, he... They basically have this professional courtesy between them. Mm. Um, I skipped to the end a bit too early there. But, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there because we, we have to first talk about the Moida. Rare. Oh, and also the fact that Ruth Gordon was born in 1896. Wow. How about that? Wowzers. That is that's one old lady. Um, yeah. So she she's basically she's she's look she's at her desk working. She's a bit sad because she sees a picture of her niece. And we don't exactly know why yet, but she's she goes through her emotions and then she makes a tape recording of herself talking and pops it in the safe. And you're thinking, why are you doing that? Yep. And shuts she, the door. She closes the safe. She brings mm. her assistant Veronica in because she wants to know if Veronica can hear anything in the safe. And she, yeah. she says to her, can you hear that? Mm. And she says, no, what is it? And she says, oh, it's Nightingales. And then yeah. uh, at the end, Veronica, because, you know, I can hear the Nightingales. And mm. she's like, what a clever girl you are. 
Yeah. There's, there's this unspoken thing where Veronica um, humors Abigail or not. You know, she's mm. her assistant and she kind of just plays to her tune, but she's clever in herself, as we'll find out later. Oh, yeah. She's a bit of a schemer herself. But then we meet the man himself, Edmund, her, her nephew-in-law. Yep. No. Oh. Handsome Edmund with his in his jumper around his shoulders in the old CNA, man at CNA adverts uh, <laughs> I mean, he's he's a dashing man, and it makes you a bit like Point. it's quite traumatized. I think how he's going to leave this world soon. In <laughs> possibly the, I think this might be the, the worst, worst murder <laughs> in Colombo in terms of how if you imagine what went down, yeah, the psychology of it. Yeah. It, it. it's not gruesome. It's just horrific, torturous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he comes in and he's all like, oh, um, he's being all charming, and. Um, she says, why don't we go for a walk tomorrow on the beach? I've got something I want to tell you. Yeah. So they go for a walk on the beach and she says, well, you know, after what happened to my lovely niece when she had that horrible accident with you alone on a boat at sea, which is obviously nothing to do with you, wink, wink. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to leave everything to you in my will, everything, because it's just you and me left now in the family. Uh-huh. And she's like, what do you think about that? And he's like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Now this, this this scene on the beach is mm. one of my favourites because mm. she looks him in the eye and mm. she sort of recounts what happened. They, they were on a boat. She went missing. They never found the body. Mm. And um, she looks him in the eye and she says, "I know what you did. Everything yeah. you did." And there's this moment, and he looks. There's a moment of panic in his eyes, and then these two horse riders come Ugh. down the beach. They look kind of they they kind of go around them, and it's this really loaded moment. And I love that so much that mm. it's like this moment between them. But she, not, uh, what has happened is uh, her her niece had the rights to Abigail's books so that yeah. when she died, it went over to the the nephew. So mm. she didn't want that to happen because she suspects that the nephew killed the niece, Phyllis. Yeah. So uh, she's like, right, he's not having the rights to my book and I know what he did, but I can't prove it. And there's, oh, it's just very loaded moments. Oh, it's so good. As you say, when the horses come in, it's quite... It makes you jump a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like the pounding of the horses on the sand while they're looking at each other and it oh. yeah. <laughs> But she wants him to come back to hers the next day and uh, she invites her lawyer, Martin Hammond, round to witness and change the will. And this is the guy from... Uh, he was in The Godfather 2. So that's good knowledge. The lawyer. Good yeah. Knowledge. <laughs> he's the one who's... He's incredibly racist about the Italians. <laughs> so it's nice to see him in here playing just a normal man. I loved um, spotting um, stars when they were younger. Yeah. Like uh, Joe Lily Curtis and uh, Kim Cattrall. Mm. That was an odd episode. That was a bit, uh, you know, Columbo sort of stroking her. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, that's not, no, we don't want to, we, we don't, we don't want Columbo to get you treated. No, we, we don't, we don't want to, no. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to use my box set again. <laughs> Talking of which, have you got the DVD box set? I, do you know, I've got it twice. You got it twice. So, yeah, I bought it. The first time I bought it um, was in sections. So I started to sort of collect them. Mm. And I had one to six in a box set. Mm. And then I bought the rest separately. And then somebody, a few years later, somebody sent me the link and they were selling the whole lot for really cheap. And I was like, I've got to have the whole lot. So mm. I bought it again. So I've actually got two copies of the box set. I, I um, bought the one where it's the whole lot. And it's just, it, it, it's so difficult to find episodes. Yeah, is it the one with the, the little black sleeves? Because there's when where they were they were all in little black sleeves, so I have to kind of search. But the other one, it was all no books, and you know, so so ever throughout, I have read seasons nine to ten when I can. Mm. I <laughs> well, that goes generally. Yeah, but, yeah. This is the one where it's like a giant fat plastic box with little flaps inside, 
and the discs well, the disc of this one is on is it's on a uh, three discs that are marked uh, season six and seven and, uh, when, and you put them in and they're just they seem to be higgledy piggledy it's very annoying. um but never mind that's no no one's fault um so she also when when she's um when edmund comes around to the house she's making a big show of all the jewelry that she keeps in her oh, yeah, she's getting into touchstones mm. she gets the money around gets them to touch it and through it and she gets them to touch the box to the jewel and she gets them to bring it out so obviously she's only a tiny woman mm. so it takes it down from the shelf so she you know but i'll throw the prints on stuff mm. and it'll throw the little eye right up and it's his boom the necklace He's loving it. He's <laughs> loving it. And then, so he signs. He, he, Martin comes in with the will, and she goes, "Oh, there's one little catch, Edmund. It's nothing to worry about. But if I if I outlive you, say you were to pass away, your it estate would come to me. To but me. that's not going to happen because I'm old as shit. I was born in the Wild <laughs> West. Um, so, and he's like, "Yeah, it's no problem, no problem at all." Because he's seen all the money, he's seen all the jewels. He knows all the money he'll get from the books. And he's and Martin even says to him, "Don't you want to read it?" And he goes, "No, no. I trust her." Oh, there's one thing that struck me about this episode as well. She, uh, Abigail does a lot of just one more question, just one more thing mm. as well. So she pursued, she does a lot of that. Mm. So she would like the female Columbo. Yes. Yeah, the evil Columbo. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so when they're about to leave, about because to leave. Martin and Abby are going to New York, some sort of book thing. And yep. just before they're about to leave, she takes open to one side and says, Look, um, I want to give you the combination to my safe because I trust you so much. But what I want you to do is I want you to leave and then come back on the Secret Service Road and come in secretly and I'll show you the combination. And again, he's like, yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> so he comes back and she goes, well, here's the combination. You do this, this and that. And I want you to write it down. And then she goes, oh, oh, uh, how silly. We forgot to put the will in the safe. Would you put oh, it in there for me? Yes. And I was like, no problem. And then as he walks in, she comes to the door and shouts... You murdered my Phyllis. Did you really think I wouldn't know? Oh, and slams so the door. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> but do you remember that she went through until everyone, because they're, they're waiting to go to the airport, and they keep oh, yeah. saying, we're going to miss the flight, and she's like, oh, I forgot my coat. Oh, I've got to do this. And then she gets, uh, is it the mirror she gets to fix the out? Yeah, so she's she, She's still with everyone because she wants to go off and murder Edmund, and they will get into exasperated with it, but she's so quirky with another way. She's like, oh, I couldn't sleep if I didn't know it was... So she'd put her with the notes, you know, to, mm. to give them something. But yeah, that moment where, because she tries to do it earlier, doesn't she? She goes to yeah. play with it, and then I think Veronica walks in. But Veronica she, walks in. Yeah, she murdered my penis. That's beautiful. Oh, it's so good. And, right, right. Oh, and the way she, she just it. shuts the door and then just turns the light out and walks off like nothing's <laughs> happened. <laughs> right. and like I say, you're <laughs> thinking, this man's trapped inside a safe with no air. <laughs> Everybody's left the house. What a horrific way to die. Well, I also, the, the, the very clever moment she gets him to write down the, the safe combination, but she yeah. takes the pen away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. takes the pen away. Oh, and also, just before she's going to leave to go to New York, she spots um, that Martin's, car, sorry, that Edmund's car keys are on the side. Yes, the one big thing that she didn't think about. He's left his keys on the side, proof that he came back, proof that he was there. Well, it was proof that he was there, I guess. Because she, she she should have left them on the belly, but she can't open the same and go, oh, where's your keys? Yeah, where's your keys? See <laughs> um, But she's stupid, though. I mean, what I'd have done, I'd have taken them to New York with me. And I'd have okay. thrown them in the sea. Yeah, but then there's always that we're wearing the keys, and that's always going to be a mystery. But then I guess they couldn't prove it was Abigail. No. Yeah. No. But so, then, she... so then we have this wonderful moment of the sort of a Thunderbird-style scene of the, the plane in the air. 
And you have to come back She's like, can I have another whiskey, please? Or something. She said, <laughs> Yeah, we don't see anyone in the plane. We just see a stock image we just of the plane. Yeah. Yeah, stock image of a plane. Area. Also, we should say she's buried the car keys in an ashtray, which is like a big pile of sand. Yep. Breaking, breaking error. Yeah, which is a bit strange. <laughs> um, so then uh, she has to come back and she gets to the house, and obviously the police are everywhere. And Colum- my, one of my favourite things about Columbo's is how he's introduced. Yeah. And this is a corker. Safe door opens and he comes out going, eight, nine, ten. And he goes, did anyone hear anything? And they're all like, no. Nope. Oh, I love it. Uh, so he goes, that wraps the safe soundproof. And then he says, oh, Abby, I'm a, uh, Abigail, I'm a huge fan of your work. Who wrote when I tell my wife? Yeah. I always wonder, what does he tell, what does he tell Mrs. Columbo? Yeah. Who loves things? She's like, oh, my friend at work loves your thighs. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, so she goes, oh, it's such a shame that um, for poor Edmund, you know, another accident has happened. Uh, and then Columbo goes, accident? Uh, I don't think it was an accident. She's like, why? And he goes, well, the burglar alarm, which is outside the safe, was still on. How could he have done that if he was inside? So she'd already prepared that because mm. she'd left it off, rang her node, Annie, mm. and said, could you turn the alarm on? I forgot to turn it off. And obviously Edward's only in there. I don't know room, but Annie couldn't hear a thing. No. What, what, do, you th- th- what do you think of Anna's way. accent? Oh, I asked her to have a new moment to recruit. She's like, if there's anything else, I'd be locking up. Oh, no, she so. in a... <laughs> it's that, all over the place. That might have escaped me, but, I, you know, there are not. I'm a dagger of the mind. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I, no one's asked for that, thankfully, and I no. really don't want to do it. I hate but it so much. I, I actually was direct at Madame Tussauds for that room, so it yeah. kind of was a bit true room <laughs> when yeah. I was working there. But they are all British actors, but it's actors. Yeah, it's, it's British uh, people have gone to live in America. Uh, it's like Derek Dan, Jacobo and Frazier when he plays the actor and he... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you shouldn't talk about Frazier in English accents. No, oh my goodness. No. Yeah, I'm a Frasier fan too because I find there's a crossover between Frasier and Columbo fans as well. I'm not actually, no. <laughs> no, I was more of a Cheers fan, but I probably yeah, should go back fair. and watch You're a purist, you're a purist. Mm, yeah, Frasier yeah. is, is just excellent. They're mm. doing a reboot, which I'm not... I'm not sure about, but there was also rumours of a Columbo movie as well, which hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, what I'm pleased though, they are bringing back Fraser, but they're also bringing back Nicholas Lindhurst in it. So that's oh good. yeah, that'll be interesting. Turns out him and um, Kelsey Grammer are really good friends. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? That's like that's up there with um, Boise who makes with iced tea. Look, <laughs> that's, that's a good fact. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so. so, so there's also, There's also some, some mysteries, mysteries in the safe. safe. So, so, here are the mysteries. Edmund removed his belt and black paint was found on the buckle. And the only black paint that matched it is on the outside of the safe door. He'd laid out one of Abby's manuscripts on the floor and burned six matches. And there were two scraps of paper with torn edges lying around, but they don't match each other. What does all this mean? <laughs> Um, well, the bell thing, maybe he was going to go out with autoerotic asphyxiation, I was thinking, <laughs> and run enjoy, out of oxygen. Enjoy the last moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe the matches were that he broke wind so badly he had to, and there was no, <laughs> no where to let the air out. And the, 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 the scrap paper is obviously just um, 
wiping his nose or something. It's, I don't know. I'm glad they remembered nose there because how long would it have taken him to die? Well, exactly. So. Oh. I, I, I can't <laughs> stop thinking about it. It's such a horrible. <laughs> Usually someone in this gets stabbed once or shot once and that's it. Yeah. This is. Because uh, you get the classic. Or early I'm moved to death by dogs that have been programmed by a oh, yeah. trigger word. <laughs> mm. But I always enjoy the Columbo death. If you get shot in Colombo, it's always one shot to the back. You do the oh, yeah, yeah. Fr- freeze and then you we'll collapse. Freeze and then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he asks then, um, he, he tells her, yeah, he tells her that he, Mrs. Colombo is a huge fan. Uh, we find out that Colombo has three sugars, sugars with his tea. tea. I know, and it's a very small cup. I, yeah. uh, I think everybody goes down to him a little bit on that, at that moment. And yeah. I do too, because that's, that's, you know... Um, he does like he does like to put a little leg in his pocket though, so you know. That's true. He does have some peculiar ways. He does. Do you reckon he's got like a bra in his other pocket? <laughs> uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, then he does the classic misdirection thing that we, we always love him for when he says, "Ah, oh, just one thing. How do you get your ideas?" <laughs> and she says, "Well, I put myself in your position." And he goes, "I uh, knew it." Um, so then so she goes. She now go, I've, oh, I've, she I've, says something like, "Now I've, uh, you know, I've got my composure back. I think I'm ready to help you." Uh, I gave Edmund the combination to safe, and he must have come back later to steal my money. <laughs> and also because it's Colombo, and you have to have a moment of comedy brewing under the surface. This is all happening while he gets the rickety, ricketyest chair in the whole well, room. Hundred euros chair, <laughs> and he's just sat on it and constantly—it's constantly mildly creaking. And he's looking at it, thinking this is going to collapse any second. But he can't move because he's having to listen to a, a theory. Um, and he's like, "Oh, well, so you think that Edwin was going to rob you?" And she was like, "Well, you know, uh, he's probably going to get like a, an advance on his will. That's fine." Um, and she goes, oh, and also, I just remembered, I forgot to turn the alarm on. So I rang Annie and uh, she couldn't hear me because she had a pig under her arm and was smoking a clay pipe. <laughs> um, but I asked her to turn the alarm back on. So, so Edmund must have seen Anne coming, panicked and accidentally shot himself in the safe. There you go. No problem. Yes, the only explanation sorted. And Columbo's like, mm, yeah, that, that, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, it was probably an accident. But then as yeah, he's being he's... told that by her, a policeman comes in and says, you've got to come and have a look at this. And they go out. And there's a footprint that matches Edmund's platform shoe. Uh, and so, but how did it get in the house? And quick as a flash, Abby says, oh, well, um, he must have used this key, which I had under this plant pot. And oh, no, I've covered it with my fingerprints. Yeah. Oh, I've ruined it. So never mind. <laughs> oh, and one yeah. of my favourite bits about this is, is Colonel's mm. got his eye on the dead man's shoe. Mm. Because he loves a bargain, doesn't he? He loves, he loves to walk away from the crime scene with a freebie. And he's a she was going to gift him the shoes, yes. and he's man, man, they're about to convict me. Yeah, that's so funny. She's like, you can have them if you want. <laughs> I, th- I think they're technically ed- evidence, to be honest. So, yeah, yeah. I, although I do like his trousers, can I go and take them? So, yeah. um, so she knows where the keys are. Um, but after digging around in the, the standy out, because when they're all gone, she's like, well, I'll go and get those car keys. Uh-huh. And she goes in, and. Um... Oh, also, oh, sorry, 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 I should say. Um, the, they know that Edmund drove back to the crime scene, uh, but his cars, his car keys aren't on the body, and that's really bothering Columbo yep. at this point because he's like, "Why? Why wouldn't he have his keys?" So when they've gone, Abby thinks, "Well, I'll go and get them," and they're not in the ashtray. Yeah. And then Annie, who again has got a wonderful accent, she has the explanation because because of the Columbo. It sounds, it sounds like, like Columbo like came in and smoked like six cigars <laughs> and put them all out in this ashtray. 
So she tipped all the sand away and found some keys which she gave to Veronica. So Abby goes and speaks to Veronica and says, uh, anything weird happened today that you want to talk about? And Veronica's like, nope. Yeah, because Veronica claimed there were hurricanes, so Abigail knows that Veronica's on to her now and Veronica knows the secret. So she's thinking, okay, let's bide our time, spit it out. <laughs> Veronica's very lucky here because usually in Columbo, if you try and use something against the murderer, that's that's it. That's your death warrant signed, yeah. You're victim number two, but she gets away with it. Um, so the next day, as you mentioned earlier, Abby's hosting like a fan event. And it seems like the only prerequisite is free entry, but you have to wear a hat. <laughs> Every woman in the audience, as you said, is wearing a trilby. Pretty much. It's like a, a WI women's brunch. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, none of that uh, bottomless brunch of the day where they're all dancing on tables and all sitting and having tea. Yeah. And wearing their finest, and uh, yeah, she's got a she's got a pile of books there because kind of most books in at the back, and there's a pile of books, and yes. uh, I always try and look at the the uh, the titles of the books, mm. and uh, you know, I was trying to sneak in, and, and she gets him up and says, "Who have it?" And she she sets him up and says, "He's going to talk about the tech something about technolog- technological forensics or something like that." And yes. he, uh, but um, he does it really well. He does. He does a little He does it really well because he says this. <laughs> even with some of the murderers that I meet, I even like them too. And he looks at Abby when he says it. He says, "I like them. Uh, I even respect them. Not for what they did. Certainly not for that. Certainly but for the not part of them, which is intelligent or funny or just just uh, nice." And then he goes, "Thank you very much, ladies." He's such a good actor mm. as Columbo. It was just that spirit and the profound way he You know, it's just so. Do you remember when we did the was it the uh, was it the Martin was the Emerald and we oh, came up roast. as Columbo? Yeah, yeah that's so it's good. just oh brilliant. It's basically I think sometimes an actor has a part that's just like so made for them. Yeah, that they can do it in their sleep, and that's definitely this here. Yeah, though he sometimes in these later ones gets a bit more eccentric, doesn't he? Oh, the mental ones. I I don't really I don't know the later ones. We're not wrong with it, but um. It reminded me of when, do you remember when, right, only for Russell, but now I put in, should have ended, and it ripped off in the sunset, as no one knows, but it should have been the last ever episode, and then if we were about to brought it back, and they would become this little man who was like, oh, you're not because I'm wrong, you're not happy. And I just felt like, I can remember the later Pimber episodes where I had the whole sack of Sarah pressed on that, he goes to an raven and all that stuff, it was just like, oh, no, it's coming, don't do that to Pimber. Don't. I mean, that last episode, Columbo does Bukaki, was just an absolute outrage. <laughs> just, I can't believe he did that. <laughs> Basically, one of 16 Japanese businessmen was the murderer. <laughs> There's going to be connotations of the real Mac. I thought that's where my frat notes meant they were working with the thong and they were ash, and that's like really dirty like, raincoat for a sister. And people are letting fail the girl, because they're like, oh, the guy in the dirty raincoat. I'm like, but I don't think it's dirty just because he never takes it off. I don't think it's dirty. It was dishevelled, but yeah. I mean, never at the time it's been a bit of a little dark brown coat, and we just yeah. carried it everywhere and tried to move it, and it seems everywhere. Yeah, and they kept saying, "Oh, I've left, I've left your coat," and he's like, oh. <laughs> "Yeah." Thing. I mean, I mean, we also know that there can't be anything wrong with him because his wife's a stone cold fox. The book is there. It's Kate Mel, Kate Mulgrew. Oh, I don't. I don't. And pretending that never happened because. Mm. I just thought it's the bonus features, and I did watch yeah. one episode, and then I just tried to blank it out of my brain. I thought, why would they even try that? Yeah. That's very odd. It's not good. But the best thing is, it comes out of this uh, 
thing and then he says i want to go and look at edmund's apartment can we take can we take your rolls royce and can i drive it it was a chance sir oh it's so good and then he starts talking about his dad when he was young and then she says shall we compare poverty stories lieutenant says, not in a rolls royce ma'am <laughs> fucking brilliant line and this is when ruth gordon's at her best because when they're walking around edmund's apartment she's literally like bunny hopping behind him and being really she eccentric she was so brilliant oh. and the little quirky little hand gesture the little, mm. little thing she does they're having a boo them two doing that we fooled together yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh. But this bit's a bit weird because basically his it's theory scary. is Edmund and your niece weren't happily married. Yeah. And she's like, well, what makes you think that? And he says, well, I've looked down the whole apartment. There's not one picture of her. Exactly. And she then died previously or something. Yeah. But what yeah. if looking at her made him sad? No, it was a murderer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, he definitely murdered her. Um, yep. Yeah, so then Veronica catches up with Abby in the garden later that day. And basically says, uh, I think you were looking for these keys. How about we discuss my wages? And I'd like to come on the next, the boat trip with you, the cruise. And she's like, "Uh, uh, yeah, okay, no problem. It's just a bit of a and Abigail are sort of they rule each other, don't they? And mm. and it's unspoken. They both know what's going on, and it's unspoken. It's just like, yes, why not come on the let's come on the cruise, and then we could discuss the future. She says, doesn't she? Yeah, it's very, very you know, she's actually doing blackmailed, but in a in a nicely nicey way. That's oh, <laughs> so fun. And then uh, Columbo turns up again to have a look inside the safe, and he notices something scratched. On one of the uh, on one of the shelves there, we don't know what that means yet. So then Martin Hammond comes in, and him and Columbo have a chat. And Hammond tells him he saw Edmund leave, and then they went to New York. So how is she still a suspect? And then Columbo goes, "Well, yeah, actually, I don't. Think she isn't a suspect at the moment, but we think he is." And then he goes to see Veronica, and she's belly dancing. <laughs> how fucking it's, weird is this bit? Yeah, maybe there's a little tangent for off and can end it. I feel like that was a little to make him feel uncomfortable, but there's ladies and men doubting out of And um, she was chatting with Veronica. She's getting ready for going on the cruise. She's got, she's having many doubts and many doubts the last and it's just, you know, she's living her best life. Mm. Um, and and they're, and they're a bit when we're in circle Canemba and he's trying to talk to her and they're all like many doubting at him. And yeah. they're kind of... <laughs> Not intimidated though. Usually he's a bit kind of um, uh, 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 looking away, but this one he's a bit like, maybe he likes a bit of belly dancing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so he goes to see Veronica he wants to know why she opened the safe when she did and then she says well you know I had to come back and do some work and um, um, I had to put a manuscript back in there that I typed up the night before and he goes oh the, the book and this is one of her books the book The Night I Was Murdered oh, yeah. is a title and she says no 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 it was, that was last year's book I was reading yeah, yeah. the new one and then that's when I found Edmund so then, okay, he leaves there, leaves her to her belly dancing, and then we cut to Abby, who's gone to the docks I to love throw this. the car keys. Oh. Because I'm never going to soon. It's a lovely sunny day, and I just mm. love an old-fashioned pier. Mm. And she's just stood there. And it's just the moment where she's dying with the clue about El Renner. <laughs> uh, not only that, he's Mitchell. there with Doc. <laughs> and the dog is just going to grab the limb out of He says that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs>
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, so she's just about to throw it when he says, ah, I have a, what's her name, Miss, um... Annabelle Mitchell. Mitchell, that's it. Sorry, that. And, um, yeah, so she manages to sort of hide them away. But you never know if he saw or not. Um, and, um... Now, in the first year of this picture, I never thought of it. There's no husband, there's no children that we know of, and she doted on her nose. Hmm. So I think she's right real. she's to come around to her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, she does mention Agatha Christie later, so maybe she's supposed to be a bit of a... Uh, Agatha Christie was a confirmed bachelor, wasn't she? Oh, really? I don't know, actually. Oh, I may yeah. be completely wrong about that. In fact, uh, I am. Palumbo was ahead of its time. Yeah, definitely. Um, but he's in a good mood with his dog. And, uh, and then he says to Abby, you know what? I hadn't thought about this, but it must be so hard for you to lose someone so close. I've been lucky. I lost my parents, naturally. But I've never lost Fair. anyone close. And she says, you're a very kind man. Very kind. I, you know, you were really nice. And he goes, I ah, don't count on it. I've got your And then he says, you know what, though? The missing keys thing still still stuck in my mind. And I tell you what, when I find those keys, I found that murderer. And she says, well, these keys? I remember being really surprised when she did that, when I first watched mm. it, that she just takes them out. Where are the keys? Why, though? Wow, okay. Uh, She goes, I didn't murder Edmund. He drove away. I went to New York and I found these keys while I was gardening by a sprinkler head. And then Columbo's like, right, well, thank you very much. And he goes away and everything seems happy. And then she goes, "Um, I love this bit. She says, uh, oh, one more question. After she shows him where she found them. She goes, are you prepared to drop your murder theory? And he thinks about it for a moment and he says, that ship hasn't sailed yet, ma'am. Yeah. She's about to go on a cruise. She's going to go on a Oh, it's brilliant. And then it transitions to the, the boat. And then Abby's stock, having... Stock footage of a cruise with the railroad. cruise, yeah. <laughs> uh, she's having a little party because she's going away on this boat. And then even even Martin's like, well, hey, you're in the clear. No oh, more uh, murder. Veronica's got a cocktail in her hand. She's yeah. loving it. Oh, imagine. <laughs> she's going to love it even more because she's going to go on her own. Mm. So then... It looks like Abby's got away with it. And just as Veronica's about to leave, there's Columbo about to knock on the door. And he comes in and says, oh, well, she goes, oh, have you come to wish me goodbye? And he goes, well, no, because you can't go. Here's a warrant saying that you're not allowed to leave. You see, I looked through all the police photographs of your back garden and there were no keys by that sprinkler head. Uh Uh-oh. 
she tries to play it off like, oh, well, maybe I'm a bit wrong. And he says, well, I think we should go back Fair to right. your house and check things out. So... Well, he doesn't, he doesn't want to stand the cruise. He gets poorly sick, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Cruise, so, he uh... even mentions that episode, doesn't he? He says, my <laughs> wife and I tried this. Yeah. That's a good episode, that one. Um, so then they go back to the house and he's like, well, you know, permit me a moment if I can just run a theory by you, you being this great mystery writer. What if the dead man wanted to find some way of alerting authorities authorities who, who killed him? Um so what if he scratched with a belt buckle this and he turns he shows her the first box there. and it's an ups, it's a V and she goes oh uh, V for victory or Where? Veronica maybe Veronica murdered him <laughs> and she's Polaro for this point oh, because she's, so she's just coming up with these quips and mm. just not taking it seriously at all but you know being hilarious and playing a novel but thinking she's bulletproof oh it's so funny and then he turns the box over so it looks like an A and she goes oh Annie maybe Annie did it <laughs> and then he goes oh what about A for Abigail so then they start turning around the boxes and it all it all becomes clear that it's an arrow pointing up so then he goes into the safe and looks where the, where the arrow was pointing up to and there's a light bulb socket because the, the light in the safe didn't work so he takes out the light bulb and there's a strip of paper and it's a torn piece of one of the manuscripts that was in there and the book was called The Night I Was Murdered by Abigail Mitchell and he's used the matches to scratch out the night the night, and it just says I was murdered by Abigail Mitchell it's a beautiful gotcha moment <sighs> yeah beautiful, beautiful. you'd think though I mean we only had six matches so we had a little opportunity for a little bit of night mm. and everything but you'd think if we that we'd, we'd scratch the red yeah. He says it's deathbed testimony. And that's yeah. strong evidence. And then she tries to deny it and then basically says, I don't suppose you'd uh, let me off, would you? Because this is te- this technically is like a draw, isn't it? Because he's murdered yeah. Bernice. I've murdered yeah. him. Let's call it quits. So, and then he says, you're a very professional person in your work. And so am I. Yeah. And then she but goes, that, well, it's a shame you weren't a policeman when my niece yeah, was killed. That's so profound, isn't it? And mm. he says, I understand why you did it. And he said, yeah. But technically it's illegal. So but yeah, you keep you. But I was thinking about this and then the only person he let off was... Uh, Janet Lee and Forgotten Lady and he didn't really yeah, because no. obviously uh, her was it her manager took the rap yes, for her yes because and he said mm. you know they're going to pull apart the case and he said yeah but it'll take a couple of months and obviously she's only got months to live mm. so you know that was the only one where he didn't he kind of sort of you know let her sort of get away with it because yeah. his hands were tied because he'd confessed so yeah, that again that's another tragic episode yeah I would have liked Abigail to get away with it I don't think she's evil no he said she was evil I don't think she's evil I think she She's just wronged and she wanted her rights back and, you know, she got... At least in dead, she got her book rights back, but in prison, you know. Yeah, I mean, who's going to get them now? Veronica, I guess. His. Yeah. Uh, also, I looked up that one of Ruth, Ruth Gordon's last films was called Voyage of the Rock Aliens. That sounds cool. Um, <laughs> so there we go. I... That was um, Try and Catch Me. We'll, we'll, we'll finish there. Oh, just one more thing, Susie. Uh, my wife just loves the television. What's your favourite and least favourite Columbo episodes? 
Well, obviously, Try and Catch Me is up there as a classic, but if I was going to go to my go-tos, it would be any old port in a storm. Mm-hmm. Fade into murder for the comedy value of Shatner. Yeah. Um, and also Shatner dressed as what I think Phone Jacker <laughs> was um, inspired, definitely inspired by that episode with the, the blue padded jacket and the, the balaclava and the ski mask. That mm. was amazing. And obviously Shatner doing his Shatner best. Yeah. Um, and they got to a moment where he goes, damn, and clicks his fingers. So I, I love Swan Song because mm. Johnny Cash, terrible most of the time, but I just love the bit by the pool where he's he's singing Sunday morning. Yeah. What's he called Sunday morning come down, is it? Something he like sings that, yeah. and they're having a pool party and, and oh I when I watch Swan Song I get all I saw the light mm. stuck in my I head stuck for in my days. Head now. Days and days. Oh, also um Valari yeah. oh, <laughs> on the on the ship. Yeah. The woman who sings the longest version of Valari that's yeah. ever happened. Yeah. Um, I love Now You See Him. Mm. Oh, there's just so many. Any of Port Hutt, Now You See Him. Um, I love all the older episodes. Mm. I, lo- I love all the 60s and 70s vibe of it. Least favourite. It's got to be the later episodes. I'm sorry, but mm. Columbo Likes the Nightlife yeah. is a bit upsetting. Yes. And... <laughs> And the sex of the married detective makes me cringe. Yeah. So it makes me cringe myself inside out. Yeah. And okay. and the one where there's not actually a murder, the no time to die. I mean, mm. uh, they they named the Bond film No Time to Die. And I wonder how many people Googled it and got stuck with the Columbo where no one actually dies and it's a pointless wedding kidnap thing. I think I'd rather watch <laughs> the Columbo, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, um, so, the, okay, well, we'll call it a day there then. Susie, thank you very much. Oh, just one more question. <laughs> My wife's uncle is a big fan of modern television. If Columbo was on now, what would be your plot? Be your, Who would be the celebrity be... murderer and what's the title? Right, so in my in my brain fog out of the brain, I was thinking... Would we ha- would we need a new Columbo? Because obviously Peter Falk is irreplaceable. I think we take it as read that it's Columbo. Peter okay, because... I in my head I had Roy Cropper from Coronation Street, but I will. <laughs> I think he would be fantastic, Colombo. Yeah, I think he would. I think you're right. Let's go with Roy but, Cropper then. <laughs> Roy yeah, Cropper Roy with Cropper. his bag. His bag would be the the version of the Mac. He would carry his little bag with his him, his man bag. bag. Yeah. And uh, I I am a massive fan of Jack Black, hmm. and I think Jack Black would be an amazing murderer. Yeah charismatic quirky funny he would he would have a brilliant he would improvise a lot he would do little singing bits Mm. and I just I love him yeah and also female Imelda Staunton who is one of my faves I Mm. just think she would be like the British version of Ruth Gordon yes I think Imelda Staunton could be a fab uh, murderer Mm. but we we, we talked off air you haven't thought of a plot though the plot Mm. is it's just I'm not clever enough I don't think I I mean, if it was Jack Black, who would he murder? Would he murder his tenacious tea partner, Kyle Gass? Because they do sometimes have little arguments have on little stage. Arguments. Would he murder Kyle Gass in some kind of guitar guitar accident? Type he, he, could, he could tamper with his guitar strings. Yeah, he could play a note so high that it, it explodes Fried Kyle Gass's brain, brain yeah. on stage. And it would be the tenacious murder or something oh, like that. that's good. I like that. But uh, they're also good buddies as well. But, you know, mm. as we know from previous Columbos, you know. That means nothing. It means nothing. Friend yeah. indeed. I mean, a friend indeed. I 
I, uh, you know, where he kills her in the bathtub. Mm. And I always look at that bat and I think, I want a bathtub with big steps going up it. I thought, like, Frasier's got one of them as well. It all leads back to Frasier. It all all leads back back to Frasier, yeah. Uh, Brilliant. And there's a dog in Frasier as well, so. Oh, Eddie the dog. Not not a killer dog. You can't say, uh, what is it, Uh, Rosebird. It's it's stupid. Oh well, Susie. Sure my my hmm. favourite thing about these murders, especially the dog one, that was quite gruesome, is they show them on Sunday afternoons now. So yeah. I always say people often ask me, "Oh, where do you watch Columbo?" And I'm like, Sunday or Saturday, get yourself on Channel Five Plus USA or whatever it is, because mm-hmm. there's always a Columbo on, yeah. and he's always there if you need him. But there are like many, many other breaks. <laughs> yeah, well, that goes if you watch because the, the, they're all on Amazon now on that free V. Uh, and again, there's loads of ad breaks in that as well. So I think it just goes I, hand even in hand. Though I, even though I've got multiple um, box sets of mm. Columbo, I do like to catch them on a Sunday. Just just catch one because then you don't have to pick one. It, yeah. It's been chosen for you and you just watch it with the nation. So you're kind of like, oh, I'm going to just carry on watching this. Mm. And that's a nice little surprise, isn't it? I've got a very full life. Yeah, well, we all have. <laughs> we all have. We will be here. But um, Susie, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. And um, sharing your it's, love it's of been terrific. It's been terrific. It's been terrific. As, as Callum, it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. In our midst today, ladies, there's someone who deals with murder and fat for him. It's a fact of life. Real and frightening, a dark probability from which he must defend us. I wonder if we could prevail upon Detective Lieutenant Columbo of the Police Homicide Division. Division. Detective Lieutenant Columbo of the Police Homicide Division. Division. I like my job. Oh, I like it a lot. I'm not depressed by it. And I don't think the world is full of criminals and murderers because it isn't. It's full of nice people just like you. Just like you. And I'll tell you something else. Some murderers that I need. I'd like them to. I'd like them to. Not for what they did. Certainly not for that. But for that part of which is intelligent or funny or nice. Because there's niceness in on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.